0: Apple still, the teacher is red. But now that he has uh, found himself here, I can uh, peacefully hand over before I start. Otherwise, we are ready to roll.
1: Honorable Semuju, these handovers are always peaceful. (laughs) Always peaceful. Good morning, uh, listeners, and welcome to the Capital Gang, this is the Easter. Capital Gang, I'll give you an opportunity to say happy Easter to all the believers. Please go go ahead and say. I, it.
0: I did so, wishing everybody good Easter and a good weekend. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, in some ways, you and Abdu are mm. wearing the same. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: there is nothing eh? there there in is style. Nothing similar.
1: Nothing similar? Yeah, of course. Well,
2: Self tradition.
1: Hmm? <laughs> Pardon? Tradition. Traditional. Mm. Okay. And in the studio, I have Honorable, I'm not sure how, what's the order? Batom Ben Koryang. Koryang. What's the order? Ben that's Batom? The, that's the, that's term, the order. order yeah. Batom Ben Koryang. And he's a MP of Adolfo West north West. Dodoth yes. West. This shows that I've never been there.
0: Dodoth is in which? Dodoth West is in a
3: Karenga District.
0: Karenga, carved out of... Uh, Kabong. Even Kabongo was divided.
2: Yes. Dodoth is safe for now. It's divided. Move, move to the falling girlfriend. in different what? <laughs> different districts, districts. Different districts.
3: Yeah.
0: Because Karbong, I mean, Kabongo was carved out of... Uh, Kotido. Kotido, yes. And, uh, but even then it, it was...
3: was carved in, out of... Uh, Kotido as well, Karenga was carved out now out of Kabong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so you when you were complaining about Namugongo, uh, and Chira being you know subdivided and so on, these people also had the same. Dish. No, there is no carving. It's just
2: divided. Divi- divisions. in in Chira. In Chira. The doors is carving from here, carving here, carving yeah. here, and creating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, this was carved to create a, a, a zone for
3: Batom Ben Koryong. No, not really, uh-huh. but to uh, bring services closer to the people. <laughs> that, that is the. Right.
1: Yeah. And in the studio, we also have two lawyers. The other lawyer is uh, Richard Omongole. You're most welcome to the Capital Gang. Thank you. Okay, just get the microphone right in front of you. Ah, fantastic.
4: Yeah, thank you. I must say, it's my first time in the Capital FM and yes. the Capital Gang, and I look forward to interacting with my senior colleague, Abdu Katundu. Mm-hmm. And Honorable uh, Simuji, who I've always listened to and watched, you know, yes, articulating a lot of issues. A lot of
1: issues, I, and I think you also live in Nigeria, Kira, Kira area, so he's your MP.
4: No, I live the other side of Kansanga. Ah, okay. it's me who is his tenant.
1: <laughs> you are his tenant, yes, okay, you know that. He that is uh, my MP. Uh, He's also my MP, you know, where we no, come from. I am from. not your MP. That's my I village.
0: I am the MP for your village. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, you are <laughs> the MP for my village.
1: That is correct. Well, Richard Omongole, we are used to lawyers here. The, the category of people we have on gang, usually we have politicians, yeah. then we have lawyers, then, then we have lay people like me. Uh, sadly, we have so many lawyers on the show, but we, we manage somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: think the issues really require
1: legal We'll, we'll so take legal. it as a compliment.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Honorable uh, Katuntu, I tried to get the coffee authority, uh, but he was driving, he, was, he went to the village. He gave me a brief um, about this coffee issue. The agreement. The agreement, yes. So, if we start with before I, because uh, for him, he said he's unable to attend today, but really the way we should uh, define frame the discussion is that uh, we must believe, accept that Uganda does need coffee processing services. But before we get there, so what really
2: happened, Honorable Katondo? I don't know. You should have asked him to come. Right. <laughs> uh, then you'll have be been able to explain uh, to my what really happened. My, my
1: suspicion uh, is. And I don't know whether it is the UCDA or Ministry
2: Minister of Finance. Mm. Uh, but uh, what we now know is actually a memorandum of understanding has been entered into between a Ministry Minister of Finance and uh, one company called VC, something like that. Uganda Vinci Coffee. Yeah. Uh, uh, Uganda Vinci Coffee. Uh, owned by uh, uh, an investor who actually runs the same company that was, uh, uh, I don't know even the, the word to use, but the same company that was given uh, some benefits to construct a specialized hospital in Lboa. In that agreement, I've had the opportunity to read it. Uh, a lot of guarantees are given to this particular investor in terms of uh, tax holiday, and in terms of utilities also, and free land. Literally, any clan of tax has been waived uh, for, for a period of uh, t- 10 years. And um, they, have, they have been given land. And also uh, a monopoly of buying a certain class of coffee in the country, they will have the first priority. So it's like using fiscal and monetary policy to create a, mon- a monopoly. There has been an uproar. By the coffee community. And coffee community, I mean the farmers, uh, coffee dealers, and exporters, thinking this really distorts the entire market where one player gets all these benefits. And then for them, they struggle, they have been struggling to keep the sector paying their taxes, and uh, you have one. Player coming in and is taking literally every benefit envisageable under the under the sun. There would be no problem, in my view, in what we call strategic intervention sector because all economies in the world do that. Uh, when governments want to promote a particular sector, they can really give a little bit of incentives to the sector to make sure that you promote players. Uh, who have money to invest in that particular sector. But when it comes and it is given to one individual, that causes a problem. Sadly, there is also another problem. This particular investor is not known to have been uh, engaged in this coffee, uh, coffee processing. You know, he/she she's not known uh, about having involved herself either in growing, or processing coffee. So she's going to run on the job, but with all these incentives. But that's not enough. We have also dealt with this particular investor before. You remember the specialized hospital in Mm -hmm. Duboa? We had a discussion here. Yes, we had a discussion here. I wish some uh, three years back. We we, we promised, uh, we gave a lot of promissory notes to her. Or guaranteed financing for her, uh, almost up to three, four hundred, I think around $240 million to build that hospital in 24 months. I wish you had played what we discussed at that time I, here. I, I, I've been, I was looking for it because it's an ideal time to play it. Yeah. Because, it was, of the, it, you, you, because we, we had all these fears. Over 36 months. It is now. over 36 months now. And, 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 delay. and the project is uh, less than 20%. And the reason being given is that, you know, this project got affected by, among other things, ruins. So if you are going to build a building and you are saying it's going to be affected by ruins, <laughs> it's not a uh, reason one would take seriously. So because of uh, this particular uh, investor, actually, let me not known... You.
1: Let me inform you here. Sure. Uh, having had discussions with Moses and Nafka on that very topic, Last Sunday on the the walk, I took time out to try and have a look. They have a store, uh, a kind of store or warehouse built, and they have these, uh, what do they call them, cranes, also in position. I I can report on that one. No, we wanted
0: the hospital not cranes.
2: Yes. You are talking about a construction crane, oh dear?
4: Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so those are the problem. So you have an investor who is not known having an experience in coffee. You also have an investor who we have a history that he has had a project, and the guarantees, most of them might be called next year, next uh, calendar year because I see Minister of Finance has budgeted for that money. The works are less than 20%. So it is legitimate, in my view, for the taxpayer who always guarantees this money, for the players, and even for Minister of Finance itself, to raise some of these questions. Is this the correct agreement? Two, is this the correct investor? And the country needs to be convinced that actually this is the correct if you know person to give this strategic intervention and you know coffee is a world traded commodities if we had starbucks you know nest you know people say well here is a big name coming dealers in coffee and so on worldwide name but we are talking about this vince nobody has just google vince today and the only story you hear is about the ugandan thing (laughs) (laughs) projects that have not taken off so I think there are more questions to answer. And, and, and uh, my, my brother Ramadan, uh, known as the czar of what? Economics that works. We are really wondering whether this is the economics that works this time. Mm. So, and then, Honorable uh, Samud,
1: you're taking it from there. So, is, is this is most unusual for Parliament to cancel uh, a government contract.
0: Parliament cannot cancel. Oh. Parliament can only recommend for cancelling, but it cannot cancel because this agreement is not entered between parliament and in the past. We have recommended, for example, the recommendation, a resolution of parliament was that cancel this contract, but it was never canceled. So I, I think in maybe in Africa, it is only South Africa where parliamentary decisions are not advisory. In Uganda, they remain so. But for me, <coughs> uh, you need to understand the relationship between this lady called Peniti and Seven. In the last parliament, uh, this Peniti is an Italian who is a lobbyist of seven in Vatican and Europe. That is her job, and that's how she's of importance to Uganda.
1: I, I am looking at you <clears> with a <throat> smile, the way UCC has been calling me these days. <laughs> as soon as the one M7 comes in. I start to so, worry about the next call.
0: Mm. These lobbyists are usually uh, offered uh, a lot of um, benefits. They may not be in form of money, but they are going to be in the form of contracts. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the, 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 this particular lobbyist is not known to be skilled in the areas where uh, Uganda is, is offering our contracts. I remember... That rural hospital, it must have been with the Honorable who went to do some research. And the company that was given the construction of rural uh, was a company dealing in furniture at that time. It was a company dealing in furniture, <laughs> but was the one that was offered to construct a specialized hospital that would be better than Morago that should attract. A, even people coming to Uganda...
4: was well, the hospital going to be wooden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ...coming to Uganda for medical tourism, ETC. And the, the contract... Because when the uh, Ministry of Finance came to Parliament, they came to Blackmail Parliament. They had signed contracts, but the only reason they came to Parliament was because they were guaranteeing. They were guaranteeing this company to borrow money and begin construction... And in each and every financial year for the next four years, finance will be giving this company, I think, about $240 billion, that after construction and after, is it, five months, five years, they will now hand over the hospital to Uganda. So the guarantee can only be uh, sanctioned by parliament. So that's why they came to parliament. But they already signed this agreement, and when they came to Parliament, they said, you see, we signed now. Time was started running. We are going to be asked to compensate. You, you You are like, you have no option but uh, to, to accept the guarantee. We quarreled. I've told you that I was going to do research and told the Parliament that this company, given the assignment of constructing reward, is a furniture company, But that's why i aware that the agreements had already been entered into between finance. Because the Minister of Health, by the way, to their credit, we are reluctant and there are letters, we are letters advising cabinet and the president not to enter into a contract with this company. They actually said we can build the hospital ourselves. After all, the money is here and it starts flowing next financial. Year. Because the agreement we signed was that this lady will go and borrow, I think it was seven, $700 million US million, start construction, and no. we will be giving 200. her $240 billion in every budget because the president said this is the money we spend on treating VIPs abroad. So instead of spending the money, we'll give to this Italian to construct the hospital. The hospital is not there. Now, here, the lady has gone into coffee. The, <clears throat> so I wanted to know that background, <clears throat> that when they came for war, it was a deal done. We were at gunpoint. You either, uh, you either pass or you either pass, because after all, the. the, the the agreement has already been signed. We had already committed you as a country. Therefore, if you cancel, there will be penalties to pay, and it's going to be huge money. So the majority of MPs are NRM. They said, OK, now nah, huge money. Uh, please, you can go ahead. Almost two years later, the hospital is not there. And what do we hear? That the same woman, uh, uh, this close friend of Museveni Robist in Vatican and Europe has now come back at this time she wants to bring a uh, uh, coffee processing like machine. Coffee. <laughs> you see, Oscar, last mm-hmm. time when we were discussing uh, Uganda withdrawing, Uganda Coffee Dormit Authority withdrawing from that international association of, of, of coffee uh, countries, the argument I made then was that we are disadvantaged as a country because uh, I told you, Oscar, that we export most of our coffee to khartoum khartoum exports to Egypt. Egypt processes and sells to Europe. So Khartoum gets more money by being a middleman uh, in the Ugandan coffee than Uganda. And anyone sensible, you will want to welcome uh, Process. processors, such so as that you begin selling coffee. But they don't come this way, that when you have <clears> a, a processor, first of all, who is uh, dealing in furniture, coming to Uganda, and then you are making all the guarantees, and uh, you have had prayers. coffees is in my constituent. I think they are the biggest exporter. If you go there, I think if you give them, and, I, and I'm not saying give them, because we must not disadvantage ourselves. These agreements that uh, people keep signing. I remember in the sixth, must have been the sixth parliament, when the president wanted Uganda to enter into an agreement with AES Naira Power, which was an Eurasian company. Uh, to construct a dam in Jinja. <clears throat> and he kept quarreling that uh, investment in energy were delayed by parliament. To date, he's still quarreling. But in that agreement with the AES and Air Power, there was a clause of guaranteeing water level in Lake Victoria and River Nile, that Uganda guarantees that the level of water will remain the same. And the MPs, the Kazora, said, please, how are you going to begin guaranteeing water levels? But that's what the company was demanding, and we are about to sign. We signed. You know, we didn't sign. We are about to sign. But the parliament made a lot of noise. The president was very angry. Even today when he speaks about the energy sector, he says parliament, the These agreements. I don't know whether they ever brief the president or the president simply wants to mortgage the country. Because how can you guarantee water level to a company? When we entered an agreement with the, with the uh, Aga Khan, first of all, the construction was supposed to have been about uh, 600 million US dollars. It ended up being more than 1 billion US dollars. That agreement includes buying power from Aga Khan, whether consumed or not. Every year, we spend between 60 to 90 billion shillings paying po- for power that is not consumed. And then the president later came and said, this agreement, I think, was not good. We need to buy Aga Khan. But at the time of signing, he had put a gunpoint at everybody. You are draining energy. You are, you are the enemy of Uganda. We are, now, after signing, he's now embarrassed by the agreement that he sanctioned himself. These penalty agreements reward to coffee, that you, you, you have a monopoly. She, certain class of coffee should be the buyer and processor. First of all, she's also a, a, middle, a middle woman like Egypt. <clears throat> I think she is now, now that she has a very lucrative agreement, she can go around looking for coffee processors and then sell, because that's what mm. business people do. You okay. just go and grab an agreement that is very favorable, then you go and look for the real investors. And maybe even for Lowe, I think she's still looking for an investor, but one way of telling the country that construction is going on, you come and they put cranes. Mm. So when Oscar <laughs> sees cranes, he will
2: think that uh, work is about to start. No, you see, Rubo had also another problem for the gentleman coming. When she was signing the first memorandum, she was uh, uh, together with Rocco. Yes. Then they fell out before they could start. Mm -hmm. Then she invited the Chinese, and they have since then again fallen out. So she's alone, and now she's in the process of tendering to get another or investor, or contract. Mm.
1: Yeah. But uh, Honourable uh, Batum Ben Koryang, the government says that uh, they have lost no money. I have, I've been reading this document here. The government has lost no money, and that she, they, that Finasi was awarded the contract because they have specialization in building hospitals. Now you are also in Parliament Council, and and it must have been unanimous to recommend. Semuju says recommend. For us, we thought actually Parliament cancelled. Um, what what informed your decision to, to recommend the cancellation of his contract?
3: Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Oscar. Uh, uh, I'll come from the point uh, that my senior colleagues have say, have brought in. Uh, I, I think uh, the president usually runs into signing most of these uh, contracts and investments at the back of not having. A lot of information about the kind of people they are dealing in. You also look at the end product before looking at the processes that must give you the end product. And it ends in a shady agreements mm. like
1: we are. Well, as a president, now. he should look at the he end is. product. He and, doesn't uh, have advisors?
3: Most likely he has. Uh, if you look at the appointments of advisors, these are political failures. These are people, <laughs> who, actually, these are people <laughs> who, who don't have the background to advise <laughs> the president. <laughs> in a manner that he needs <laughs> to pull this country forward. So if, if you look at all these things, there, there, are, there are a lot of messes around them. We would love to have uh, coffee as a final product exported by the country, exported by Uganda, because then we would have the benefits of actually retaining the wealth that we have been exporting in terms of raw coffee the value addition would be actually a good plus to the economy. But when you end up signing an agreement like this, that has, has a lot of uh, implications, both to, uh, actually in many ways. We need to look at who is this agreement favoring? Who is the final beneficiary? But uh, of course, um, as a country, would have a lot of foreign exchange coming in if we export it. Uh, coffee that is instant and fully processed mm. but again then you, look at, you need to look at uh, how the processes have been done this should have been competitive for example instead of just running to sign an agreement and picking someone who has no background in coffee processing then you'd have subjected this to procurement process advertise and competition mm. should
1: be allowed do, do we know that they, this person has no background in coffee we know for sure. Actually,
3: if you look at the, the, the statements and the history of uh, the, the engagement of this lady and mm. the country, mm. many of the things actually show that uh, it, it's, it, she has no no experience in coffee. But then, of course, as a country, then we should have looked at attracting big name companies to compete, and then we look at those that will give us the <coughs> comparative advantage in terms of what we want the final product. Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: So
3: this, on this one, Parliament was united
1: on
2: the
1: recommendation to yeah, cancel? No, it
2: just appeared. You know, we're in the budget process. Mm. And uh, when, because next year, next financial year, uh, the Minister of Finance is providing some money for this particular company of Rwanda in the case they are called upon. Uh, to meet some of the uh, promissory notes we made. So we need to have that money in the the budget. So somebody brought it up, said, by the way, that's not all. We we are signing another agreement with this same company. And and it's like, okay, for what this time? That's when they said, no, it is about coffee, and we are committing ourselves again. Unfortunately, this time they have not sought parliamentary approval. And uh, the interpretation of, of many members of parliament is that you cannot commit government in terms of finance to a third party, more or less like a guarantee, without, without parliamentary government. approval. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, did they cancel or not? I think that's parliament said, no, no, no. They couldn't have committed government in terms of, of, of money without parliamentary uh, approval, because it is like you are guaranteeing. Uh, a financial obligation, part mm. of government, mm. and the constitution forbids in fact, that. In the,
0: in the agreement of Ruawa, the Attorney General first advised that you don't need parliamentary approval. Then later, the same Attorney General advised. That you need parliamentary approval, so they came to parliament with two letters over general
2: <laughs> Which is okay. Which is okay. Uh, uh, they they the legal opinion yes. after discussion. But uh, I said it can't be okay because
0: finance no, it, it, finance claim would right finance claim yeah. that they had
2: signed the agreement on the basis yes. of the first date. Yeah,
3: yes. but
2: but eventually. Uh, f- f- uh, I mean, the Attorney General Chambers reviewed uh, its decision, especially to realize that they had made a mistake. <laughs> and to me, people make a mistake, including professional mistakes. So you can revisit uh, and yeah, whereas even courts of law do it. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, can, can say, well, when I, we made this decision, we were under the impression, but yeah. this time, I think that's, but anyway, you know, it was absurd, <laughs> but at least they corrected the mistake mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we should be looking May forward. That you cannot commit a country without parliamentary, parliamentary approval. Yes,
1: Richard Mongoli, you're you the lawyer. Have you been following this this, this story?
4: Yeah, I've been following the story largely as a coffee consumer, yes. an ordinary person. Mm. Obviously, as a, as a Ugandan and one who takes a lot of coffee, mm. I, I think initially it sounded good. We, we, we must thank Star Cafe
1: that provides coffee here yes. for the Capital Gang. Yes. You have a lot to eat, um, my friends, actually, because the two gentlemen are fasting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so
4: you had
1: better start on your work. On the coffee. yes.
4: <laughs> yes. So, as somebody who consumes a lot of coffee almost on a regular daily basis and so forth, it sounded good. But unfortunately, um, if I look at it from a general perspective, Mm. and so forth, as a Ugandan in this, you know, all the coffee, probably I don't know the percentages, but I believe that a large percentage of the coffee consumed in this country directly is not Ugandan coffee. At one time, um, as a regular of Cafe Java's and the coffee there, I was seeing sacks of coffee that are written on Brazil. Mm, and so or forth, Ethiopia. so oh, Ethiopia, so I think that most of the coffee uh, cafes or coffee uh, makers in this country probably do not choose again, so that is a, the unfortunate bit, and you would think that an investor coming into the country is a good opportunity, but hearing from the honorables what happened behind at the kitchen, or what is happening it is quite disheartening that uh, we are sell. My issue then would be and uh, if this is um Somebody meant to learn on the job. Why didn't we get Ugandans to learn on the job? There are so many Ugandans who have been trying to take the Ugandan coffee to another level. Give them the opportunity.
2: Give them. When are we going to create the Ugandan uh-huh. investor? The investor s- s- says he's going to invest $80 million. Mm. But again, from what I'm hearing,
4: it looks like the money is largely going to come from Uganda to, <laughs> to the
0: investors. So I yes. don't know whether it
4: will go no, to but, Uganda. But uh,
0: we're used to that. Yeah. Even when Umeme came
4: here, yeah. the argument was that they are going to invest. All they did was to collect, take yeah. part, and then reinvest. Yeah, that, that is actually where my second <laughs> point comes in. I think we also have a problem of this country, uh, of the technocrats because largely by the time it gets to parliament and to the president and the rest of it the technocrats should have looked at this but maybe the quality of the technocrats in the sector is also wanting because they should have real advice on the technical aspects everything and say your excellency i think um, if we are talking about coffee let's talk about the giants let's talk about the serious guys let's talk about it." but if we are going to talk about coffee and we are talking about uh, somebody who is a middleman or a middle lady. And so it, it's very unfortunate. But again, Oscar, that's mm. like Semuji is saying, I think that is a problem uh, affecting all the sectors in this country. It's not unique to coffee. The MPs, I, I, I think I am one of the persons normally blaming the MPs, and the three of them are here. I think the MPs also need to, to up their game on the vetting and uh, Accountability aspects of some of these technocrats and so forth. Because if someone comes from the Coffee Development Authority and is coming up with something ridiculous, sorry to use mm-hmm. the word, mm-hmm. and so forth. No, ridiculous is safe. We've heard other words
1: that are not <laughs> <laughs> but ridiculous is okay. But, but I, I should tell you, Richard, uh, yeah. Mr. Richard Omongole, that uh, Ramadan go with the PS, the uh, yeah. uh, Secretary of Treasury, has written to say that uh, they got these uh, thoughts from um, Onyangobo, uh, who wrote about Ghana getting only 2% out of hundreds of billions of the chocolate market. And he compares that to the coffee story in that, yes, he accepts his friend, like Kabushenga, may lose out on future financing. But on a bigger picture, this deal could bring a lot more money, even to the small farmers.
2: In, in summary, that's what he's saying. Yeah, but have we done due diligence Yeah, with mm. the person we are entering into a memorandum with? Mm. What experience does she have in mm. terms yes, I think that of... I that would be the ideal care. situation. Yeah. Mm. That's
4: what we all want. That is the ideal yes. situation. But what is the reality that is pertaining now? I think it is the checks. There are various uh, sectors and departments that are supposed to provide these checks, beginning with the technocrats at UCDA. If the idea is good from Nyangobo on social media or wherever, then um, what does UCDA The, the, the idea of Coco. No, yes, no, 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 and no did, did, did you take the
3: ideas of uh, Nyangobo as the advisor to the president and him? <laughs> or oh, you should have subjected that to analysis and see what is
4: good? <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe that is where the problem is. The idea is picked from social media, or whatever Nyango Bo put it, and it goes I, I, straight I, I, to the I way. think you only
1: used that as an example, you not, as a reference nev- He point. should
0: never have used it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, before I ask the lawyers here, what, what are the consequences legally? So this recommendation is actually from what Katuntu is describing here. It means parliament, you cancel it some mm-hmm. uses just good english for once to say that you recommend it but if you are saying since you have not uh, approved it it can't go
2: on yeah but uh, eventually it has been uh, signed so it has been it has to be put to what we call legal test whether it was an agreement signed uh, in spite of the clear constitutional provisions and uh, that again, it will call uh, on the Attorney General to approve. <laughs> if he approved it, then maybe depending on uh, what other community players will do, the coffee community. I've seen if this cooperative union is, uh, is itching to go to court about it. Uh, and it will end there. That's what Should I think. Sure, it, uh, is, it will end there. Uh, and it will be a legal fight. The hmm. the
1: they, uh, Ben uh, Koryang, he says uh, the secretary uh, Ramadan Govi.
0: who witnessed the signing of the yeah.
1: agreement. <laughs> he says Who's but side? the trouble is we are still Kasayiji. exporting unprocessed Kasayiji. beans to buyers in Europe, and European buyers may pay uh, a few farmers slightly higher, but they most really get uh, low value coffee, low value sales in Uganda. So. Is there a case for, 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 for having a coffee
2: processing factory? But, but you see, Oscar, you're mistaking mis- 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 two things. Yes, we are doing that, and we are, go- we are getting uh, a I'm quoting the. And yes. we need to process it. Mm. Yes. But not anybody can process yes. coffee. We need the right people. We need the right the people. The people. And even then, we will need to study the entire sector and see what sort of uh, fiscal or monetary uh, tools do we use to... Uh, aid, whoever wants to process, and we disadvantaging coffee farmers or other coffee processors. Mm. Yes.
0: Oscar,
2: look at the telecommunication sector.
0: What used to be UTL, I think it became Mango, it became something, a government company, was deliberately run down. And forced to sell some of its assets, including musts to MTN. And later the complaint is that uh, these guys are repatriating all the profits. Because this pendant is not an NGO, that she's coming to the Ugandan coffee business because she feels for you. She's just a fortune hunter looking for money. The moment you sign an agreement, it's possible to be processing coffee here, but have all the profits going with the penetrating processor. Because first of all, in the agreement, you are proposing that uh, um, until you have satisfied her plan, you will not sell coffee anywhere. That's in the agreement, that she will buy all the coffee. When she says, I'm satisfied, the balance, now you can begin looking for market. So really, you are forcing the coffee people to sell to her. But it's the same argument we've made in each and every sector. We made the same argument with Aga Khan. Why don't we borrow money and build the dams ourselves? And I think that's what we've done with the Chinese. We borrow, of course, the China was not a good destination for borrowing, but at least we borrowed. And that's why I think the, the, the power from the Chinese uh, sites is going to be at least about 4 cents. The One of Aga Khan is about between 11 and 13 cents. So it's the same argument. If you want the Ugandans to retain wealth, you must be very careful when you are inviting uh, a foreign investor, because this particular investor is also looking for fortunes, so she will bring here the processing, buy you at the same price like all the others are buying, process and sell the same thing that Egypt is doing now, processing your coffee and sale and getting all the money. Because the 80 million US dollar is not money that this government cannot borrow. Because we can, I mean, if you want, we can, we can do it as a private, I mean, as a, as a public company, set it up, and then begin buy and, and process and sell. Mm. But the moment you invite in an investor, you, you, so the argument must look, I am really shocked by, by Ramadan Gobi, um, who says that uh, he wants to borrow the example in Ghana. So the content of the argument is the problem. If this particular investor came here, and, and then the creation of a monopoly, if she was coming here to offer better prices, you actually don't have this, you don't have. You don't need this agreement to say that you all must sell it to her. Let her come and offer the best prices. And compete. People will queue and take all their coffee to her. Right. But the moment you seek to protect her, it means there is something that you are not disclosing
2: to the country. Mm. That you have no option but to sell it, to penetrate. At home,
1: then. Yeah, Graham.
2: but how, do, how does she compete? For example, if there is any other person who says, okay, he wants now also to put up a processing plant. Mm. Yeah. And you you, you, you don't pay taxes? No taxes, including an imposition like NSSF and so on. So how do you compete? Mm. You can't. Yes. Uh, yeah, mm. thank you very much, Oscar. I, I think uh,
3: many things have been said, and uh, I want to allude to the fact that I think there's a lot of controversy around the person we're, we're talking about. Before we even talk about the agreement, mm. and then when you come and look at the terms uh, of the agreement, they are really unfair to our people as Ugandans, the coffee farmers. The monopoly of supply to PINET, Uganda Vinci Coffee is something that needs to be looked at. Like, like, uh, Honorable Semu, you are saying there should be fairness in terms of <coughs> allowing her and any other person who wants to to process coffee to do that so that the, uh, the farmers then have the choice to who to sell to because mm. they are offering a good price. I, I said earlier on, in this agreement, we need to be asking questions, who does this favor? And those are the questions that we must be asking ourselves. And uh, as, as uh, Parliament actually discusses this, uh, what is happening is they've referred this to the Committee of Trade and industry, to look at reviewing some of the mm-hmm. terms. I was about to ask, what are you yes, going to do I'm about it? it. Yeah. Are you I going to lament? The speaker, the speaker says, say trade and industry. Now, the, the issue is they want the trade and industry to look at the, the benefits, the, the incentives that have been given to PINET to do the processing, one of which is uh, the issue of the tax holiday. Vis-a-vis, actually looking at the cost benefit analysis, in terms of if we're giving out 10 years of a tax holiday, at the end of 10 years, what would we have benefited as Uganda in terms of that final product? Is it worth undertaking that? Mm -hmm. And then looking at the other side, the supply side, the benefit to the farmers. We need to look at this in an holistic approach. We just don't need to look at the other side that the country is going to benefit in terms of uh, getting in more foreign exchange. But how does it benefit? the local farmer. We've always suffered in most of these, uh, these arrangements where like the farmers at the end of the day lose out. We risk uh, a situation where when Vinci Coffee uh, puts a low price to the coffee beans, mm-hmm. then the farmers will stop producing and at the end of the day it will become a cyclic problem. Then the company will not produce any instant coffee because there is no more supply of fresh beans mm.
4: yeah mm. yeah. maybe Oscar what uh, there is also an aspect that uh, it, maybe the discussion should focus because this company probably is going to buy the coffee if you get the monopoly to buy the coffee from all the farmers does it have the monopoly to sell the processed coffee where is it going to sell the processed coffee because outside there yes. the politics of the coffee is very different how you sell now we also know that whatever is processed inside uganda sometimes
3: and you already have established big names yes the quality
4: the guarantee of quality that you can compete with the big players in the international market so you might give her the monopoly she buys the coffee where is she going to sell the coffee then it will fall back onto the farmer and say no i can't sell your processed coffee at probably 20 or 30,000 a, a kilo. I will buy the Ugandan coffee at 3,000 or 2,000 a kilo. She may, she
0: may actually not process here. Yes. We have, uh, in the last elections, the Uganda Printing and Publishing Corporation entered into an agreement with President Yoel Mseveni's Muko, the one who marries his sister, that they will now be the one to print. Security-related security related documents, documents, including passports, ETC. Then the a quarrel developed. They were being awarded a contract to print uh, election material. Because in the agreement, mm-hmm. they were supposed to develop the Uganda Printing and Publishing Corporation. We later discovered that actually they hadn't developed it. But they are, So the, the argument by the president was give this to a local company to print the election material. What they were going to do, get the 200 billion to put into the election materials and then take them to Germany, print from there. Wow. So you can get <laughs> Penetti to they say she's you? <laughs>
4: <in Uganda>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when actually she takes the things <laughs> uh, like, uh, like that, yeah, <laughs> that company was going to do. So you think and process coffee or Uganda? I
1: need to remind you, Batom Ben Koryang, that you are seated in Ofono phone chair. So every time uh, Ju says uh, Museveni did this, you are supposed to say, but Museveni is very good. <laughs> no, no, no. Oscar, Oscar, it, it's really
3: not about uh, the, the the government side. Eh. It's about laying down the bare facts. Eh, yes. The bare facts mm. that Ugandans <laughs> need to hear. Yes. She yes. um, you, uh, <laughs> you just win the contract
1: process. Then you process from where you want. Uh, Patrick Kaua says, good morning, gang. Listening to you discussing coffee issues raises the following questions. Why is the labor and cooperative movement silent? Do countrymen and women really understand what uh, this trade exchange means to the common man? Do we understand that? Our favorite listener, Noah Wine, says, "Uh, I think we must confess that Uganda is under state capture of sorts. Imagine an investor who comes empty handed, gets free everything, including money, land, and still does nothing and is added more. Uh, I don't know whether that is correct. He is correct. He is correct. Mm-hmm. And I should add that he's also NRM. I think that lady <laughs> should be told to use the same money that was supposed to be used for war and use it for coffee in that case. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and Teja Simwe tells Yonobokatun to our coffee is gone. Do you still have trust in your parliament given its composition? Lubawa Hospital is evidence (coughs) that the NIM government can do anything with or without parliament, whether it is beneficial to Ugandans or not. Ah, And then he continues saying uh, he's off. We're going to stop for a break. Do you have any further comments? So what happens to conclude on this topic? What's next?
2: Lamentations? No, no, it is not, but uh, I'm quite excited that many stakeholders are making a lot of noise uh especially people in the industry mm-hmm. uh the the Rugeos and then and dr the uh, dr clark and so on they're really making a lot of noise and i don't think we are seeing the the end of it i i think they will be forced really to come up because if you are going to sign a, an agreement like this there should have been a lot of consultation within the sector but i don't see either farmer all people who are <coughs> processing coffee at whatever level
1: mm-hmm.
2: who are really excited by, about, about this agreement. I don't see many, very many professional economists who are saying, look here, this is the best uh, strategic intervention you can make. Everybody saying, no, 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 there is a problem here, there is a problem here. But my view is that uh, Dr. Ramadan Govi and, and people who sit at the Minister of Finance should go back to the drawing board and see, let us listen to the cries coming out and, 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 and readdress the concerns of the people who are really making a lot of noise. It can't go like this. Mm. They should have consulted before they committed the country. They didn't. Even the minister, the minister of agriculture, I saw a tweet by the Honorable Tumewaze. He's saying, "No, no, 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 no! Don't ask anything about coffee. Ask Minister of Finance." We are
4: not involved.
2: We are not involved, and I found that a little bit, uh, you know, difficult uh, to understand. The, minister, the the line minister, growing coffee is all so about there, agriculture. There was no cabinet decision so, was looks decision. like there is no government decision. When I talk about government, I mean cabinet. Or even if uh, coordination and consultation between different ministries that are concerned. So it's means of finance trying to take a decision on the sector which they don't have control over. Mm. And and that is unfortunate. A government should not be working
1: that yeah. way. Just a small one, Honorable Semuju, you are the confessed one, not on social media. Ramadan Govi is very big on social media and, and right now is really under attack on social media. And his response was also on social media. Uh, and then also, Minister Tumwebazei's response is also on social, social media. media. So
0: you y- see people like than uh, Govi, mm. um, sometimes I want to describe them as victims. But the moment you accept to work under this government, he was asked to witness. This argument is between the Minister Matia Kasaija and Peneti, witnessed by a legal officer from the campaign, and then Ramadan through as a, a technical head of, technical wing of the Minister of Finance. I don't think he had, he had any option. I know of instances when President M7 has summoned the, this General from, from Nyombi. Where are you? Said, OK, you get a patrol and come here. And then he says, sign this agreement in the state house. Atonejino signing an agreement, he has not read and he signed and then walked away. So that's how people work in this government. And the, the trouble, because, I, and I want to commend Frank Atomewas, is just being smart to tell you that, oh, of course, for me, I'm not involved. I don't you, you know really why.
1: Is that smart?
0: It it's is. It is. Because you Ugandans. can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> he running away he actually. Then he's saying he's
1: Uganda. It's collective responsibility.
0: <laughs> yeah, in that he actually becomes a whistleblower. Yes. <laughs> you see, the agreement to do the Ruboa Hospital was not signed between the Minister of Health and uh, PINET. It was also signed between finance. Finance has become the, 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 the department to commit Uganda in these fake agreements. The Minister of Health, their advice was that, please, this thing we can do it ourselves. And that is the letter on record, but finance signed in this particular agreement. Tomorrow and his minister are not involved. And Tomorrow is saying, please the, don't lynch me. Me, I am not involved. You know the people to lynch. I am, the only shocking thing is that Ramadan Gobi, who should be ashamed and siren, that he wants to go and defend something. And I know he may not even have <laughs> read it because that's how agreements are signed. No, but uh, no, 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 no. Me, Ramadan, send his Ramadan is
2: mm-hmm. the chief advisor to the minister yeah technical advice. there is no way the minister of finance will be signing an agreement without his both chief technical advisor both advising and him, him. And both can be summoned to say what they have not read that's what i
0: am saying and i, I know it has happened before
1: <laughs> I, when when Batom Ben just says he's ugandan
3: <laughs> so by implication you're saying the others are not <laughs> no honestly if if there's something wrong we, we shouldn't throw it under the carpet and say government is right, yeah. even if we're uh, on the government side. And that is what uh, Ramadan should have done. He should have subjected this to economic analysis mm-hmm. and then duly advise the minister in this case. Yeah. So but, but of course, the, the, the other thing is uh, my, 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 my recommendation would be that uh, we we'll need to look at this afresh if the president, his Excellency, allows. Yeah. That there is now an outcry from the public. From the public, yes. But he the financial cost of and do cancelling, take all the the analysis, yes. look at the players. Mm. Yes.
1: Okay, we are going to stop for a break, and after the break, we'll go to Karamoja, uh, and we'll ask uh, the MP who's visiting Gang for the first time to take the lead on that, and then we'll squeeze in a few minutes on passports issue. I don't know if people on this table here have already acquired their blue passport.
0: The Capital Gang on 91.3 Capital
1: FM. Welcome back from the break. Uh, this is the Capital Gang. Uh, we've been discussing issues on coffee. Let's cross over to uh, Karamoja. And uh, let me ask I, I have two views here on Karamoja, by the way. I have a view from uh, Baton Ben Oryang, who is an MP in the region. Then I have a lawyer's view, who is uh, Richard O'Mongole. So let's dig into it. What's happening? You know, yesterday there was news that uh, a, a leader was actually shot. So by the time it escalates to that level, it's, it's worrying.
3: Yeah, thank you very much, Oscar. Um, the insecurity in Karamoja is a, is a national function to begin with. Mm. Because we discussed uh, it here a little bit uh, yeah, last Because um, securing the sovereignty of this country and the territorial integrity is the role preserved to the UPDF and other institutions of government. And um, holding of firearms is a preserve of the army, the UPDF and the other forces. And allowing the Karimojong to have arms, to actually arm themselves, is a failure on the side of government to secure the borders. Because these arms are actually proliferated from outside the country. A majority of them. Mm-hmm. Guns to Al-Shabaab. A, a majority of the, the arms actually come from Turkana, come from <laughs> South Sudan. In South Sudan, the guns are, the guns are sold in the market. You in just, the market? Yes. You just go with 300,000 Uganda shillings and you come with a new rifle. With wow. Oh, you take a cow. Oh, a cow. you take a cow and you exchange. <laughs> you <take laughs> just a cow, a cow and you exchange. Cow and
4: you get a gun.
3: For a gun. So allowing these arms to get into the country was a failure on the side of government because then they should have secured. <laughs> we all know that there was disarmament um, that was conducted from 2001. I, I must
1: keep reminding you, I seated in ofanopondo's chair. Yes. And, and to that's, to 2000,
3: <laughs> that's, 2010. That's where you are speaking for government. So for... Uh, for yeah, it's okay. I, I will say where government has failed. Okay. Now, um, for about 8 to 10 years, Karamoja actually and the neighbors enjoyed peace. And there was an influx of all <coughs> sorts of people to Karamoja, businessmen, political leaders, everybody. Actually, even international investors moved to Karamoja to do investments. Africana Hotel moved there and constructed a three-star hotel. Mm. And these there were things that actually going on on the positive side because and and uh, because there was peace for yeah. 10 years
1: mm.
3: and, and then then, how how come there was peace for 10 years what exactly happened was immediately there was peace our adventurers updf chose actually the updf were withdrawn from karamoja the brigade that was manning the, the security in the region and not allowing the the turkana <coughs> and the toposa <coughs> come in with guns were withdrawn and taken to somalia Now, because of many other factors, of course, you look at Karamoja, the poverty levels are very high. Literacy levels are very low. So when you leave those kind of people without being attended to, Mm. then a lot of evil thoughts come in. There are people who had lost livestock in the previous uh, raids uh, before the the disarmament. They continue to be aggrieved because they were not compensated. They didn't get... When you disarm, then you need to do a lot of... Uh, giving supplementary and complementary livelihoods and a holistic approach. That allows the region to actually move in in tandem with the rest of the country. But that was not done. Now, a, wrong, a few wrong elements started uh, working with the Turkana because there is usually a long drought in Kenya and the Turkana moving into the country to graze and water the animals. Now, in 2018, this conflict... That we were actually experiencing in Karamoja started way back in 2018. And it was a few elements that would connive with the Turkana to steal, but then it was not rustling, to steal livestock. And uh, a lot of uh, alarm bells were rung to ask government to actually redeploy <coughs> and then see how to manage the influx of the, the Turkana. Actually, the extraneous factors, the Turkana, the Toposa, and then probably look at, those ag- uh, protocols that allow us to share resources with East African countries. But this was not actually managed well. Now, when the leaders kept on uh, informing government that insecurity is going to creep in, and we need to do something fast to nip the, this on the back, there were many statements. The, the then minister actually said, these are isolated incidents, Karamoja is calm. The, the division, third division commander said it's an isolated incident. It won't happen again. We are on the ground. We shall manage this. Now, slowly by slowly, up to 2019, there was a major break, which now escalated the whole incident, the, the whole uh, insecurity. There, there was a young man who, had actually, who, had got, who was incarcerated in, uh, in the early disarmament because he was court-martial. When he was taken to prison, all his livestock and wives were taken away by the other people at home. He was a GA. With the wives? Yes. In Karamoja, if you marry a woman who has children of another man, those children become yours. Wow. Yeah. So when he came back from prison, he actually reported back to, he went to, now as a law-abiding citizen, he had uh, got some understanding in the prisons. He went to the RDC's office and the district chairman said, Look, at the time when I was uh, arrested and uh, committed to prisons, I had this number of livestock I left at home with this number of wives. Help me recover this. What Both say the livestock the and the, the wives. Yes. Because he had married them. Uh. Yes. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he, he saw no help coming. <laughs> he saw no help coming. He kept on pestering them, but they, they did not get headway to recover his livestock. Now, and his it, wives. Yes, <laughs> when you lose livestock, it becomes very difficult to live within the community. So he decided to go away to Moroto to live with the Matheniko. And he became a hider of some old, young, I mean, old rich man mm. in exchange for milk. and and food and accommodation. Now, an opportunity presented itself. The Turkana came in to, there's a mega dam, and that area usually has pasture. And the communities of uh, Kotido, Moroto, Napak, and the Turkana actually all came and converged there because they would now have water throughout the dry season. It's called Kobebe. An incident occurred where if you add the, about the death of the the brother of uh, David Mm Pulkol. That incident actually sparked off everything. There were some GA criminals that stole six cows of the Turkana and went with them to Kotido. The LDUs followed, including the LC3, to recover these cows. Mm -hmm. On their way back when they were coming, these cows, they were shot at, and this is where the LC3 was killed. But the cows were not all recovered. Now, because of that, the Turkana decided to run away back to, to South Sudan, I mean to Kenya, because they were now expecting more raids mm-hmm. to come from the G.A. Now, when the, G, the Turkana went away, the G.A. also decided to run back to Kotido, to their district. Now, when they ran back, this young man here called Achuchu looked at this as an opportunity. As an, sorry, as an opportunity. He moved with the Turkana back to Kenya. Wow picked a few uh, elements, criminal elements, in the, within the Turkana, and came and raided in Kotido to, um, to recover his cows. He was using this as an opportunity to recover his, uh, his earlier livestock. He lost.
4: Yeah.
3: He, they raided over 1,000 cows. <clears throat> wow. Now, again, the leadership told the 3rd the, 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 the Division commander, you need to recover these cows and hand them back to the GA. Because if you don't, then the GA are going to revenge to look, uh, to look at how to recover their cows these this, cows so this came, is a cycle. Yes, so because these cows came through Matheniko and went to Kenya, the GA came and raided the Matheniko. Instead of following the cows to Kenya, <laughs> they, they raided the Matheniko and took the cows, over 1,000. Now? now, the Matheniko also now <laughs> started raiding, so ah. it became counter-raiding. Now, amidst <laughs> all of this, the 3rd Division commander kept on saying the situation is under control, it's an isolated incident wow now how the whole region came in was the issue of alliances now in Karamoja that's where usually things go wrong now the ga because they were getting constant attacks from the mother looked for alliance with the bokora to raid the matheniko the matheniko in the looked for alliance with the turkana to raid now the matheniko the G and the bokora would get alliance <laughs> to raid in kabong to raid the Dodoth the Dodos eventually now went and got alliance with the Toposa to come and raid the GA. Now, you look, you look at the, this is external forces coming in. The East
2: African Community yes, Alliance. In. <laughs> to start raid. And amidst all these. looks like the it's a better East African Community than the other one. The UPDF was
3: not doing anything. Not recovering. Because when you don't recover my cows, then I need to look for ways of getting them. Because even if I went to court, then I won't get them. So what these young men usually do is they also say, OK, let's organize and also steal from somewhere else. Now, those alliances actually made the whole region get engulfed into mm. the current conflict. Because then the Madeniko I mean, the GA and the Bokora would now ally to raid the Pian.
1: Mm. We Rey had a, Pian. a veteran journalist here last week. He yes. told us that in that region, some people sometimes even fabricate guns. They can make them.
3: Yeah, they, 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 in the past, they used, yeah. they used to do that. And they've gone back to that. They used to mm. make guns that fire one bullet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just one bullet, Mm -hmm. you replace it. So now, (laughs) the the problem here is the the, the UPDF, that should have actually, and the police, that should have come in to control and manage the criminality we are looking on. And we are made to believe that now the army used that as an opportunity actually to start trading with the criminals. Because if you look at the, 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 the statistics, over 200 heads of cattle have been lost. But the other day, Brigadier Felix Kulejio was saying they've recovered 17,000. But when you look at the statistics given by the districts, over 200,000. Now, it means a lot of this livestock are actually getting out of Karamonja, mm. getting into the markets in Kampala, probably to, other fa- to farms, and South Sudan, Juba, for sale to make money. So that is where the problem actually now becomes it's failure on the side of government. Mm. Now, because the Karamojong have lost these cows, and earlier on, uh, on, on uh, immediately, we were sworn in. We actually talked to the then speaker, right, Honorable Jacob Olaya, that we needed to move as the Karamoja MPs, work with our district chairpersons, mm. to do some peace meetings, to talk to these <coughs> people so that they can, they, they don't escalate the, mm. the rates. And he allowed, he gave us transport. On the state of the nation address, we are not in Kololo. We traveled on that day. And we did meetings in four districts. And then came back. Then after one month, we went to the remaining five districts. And after those meetings, there was some relative calm. Mm. People somehow calmed down and said, no, let's listen to our leaders. And, but all of a sudden, it flared. It flared. Now. The problem is when you look at the dynamics, what is happening there, it's commercialized cattle rustling. Mm. In the past, these young men would go and raid and come and keep because yeah. it was wealth. But now, every cow that is raided finds itself Commercial. in the
1: market. So, it goes to the market. How will this end? How can this end?
0: No, but before that, Oscar, yeah. I want the MP to, because I need to know, because he's been speaking about. Uh, the people of Karamoja, Mm -hmm. Dodoth, Jay, but how do we end up in Teso, also stealing and uh, raping women? I was coming yes, to that. Right. The, the,
1: yeah. the, the, that that the, is critical the critical point. The, the, the Teso, oh, I have I someone see, else who yes. will talk about it. I was it. actually coming to that. I was
2: coming Mr. to that. Mr. Mongoli getting go-kling. excited to no. talk <laughs> about Teso. You don't talk about Teso. No, no, no. Yeah. I will but, tell you no, the
3: conflict actually yes. I have someone who will tell about yeah But I would
0: want to know how the Karamoja left Karamoja because if they are raiding between themselves, but now they are in, in the test of...
1: Before he speaks, I'll ask so the yeah. So, but, but you first tell us. Region. You know
3: time is going. Yeah. How can all this end? So maybe before I bring yeah. up, Now, actually, how the conflict has uh, uh, spilled over to the neighboring districts is because now these people don't have any more cows to raid mm-hmm. in Karamoja. Because all these cows they've been raiding end up, up in on. the market. Yeah. There are no more cows they are eaten. in those big numbers. Mm-hmm. And that is actually in the beginning we even told the commanders, our deputy is uh, the, <clears throat> the second in command of third division actually is the Mitesu. And we used to be in those meetings with him. He himself would actually tell us, you see, I know the trend of this conflict. Usually when the cows get finished in Karamoja, the Karamoja don't go to the neighboring district. So we need to deal with the situation in Karamoja. But because of the involvement of the UPDF in the commercial activities. Now, these cows are all getting out. Commercial activity? That is theft. Yes, they still, of course <laughs> now. Why,
0: uh, why are you sanitizing <laughs> it? You they're trying. commercialized
3: <laughs> theft. Just, just conclude for so, now so I can get because
0: to Because there moment. are no more cows mm. there, these
3: people have now mm. gotten yeah. out. Yeah. And they've taken advantage of the situation because now, the other side, they are not armed. Mm. They just walk so in to So to solve all
1: this, the UPDF, the police must act. No. that's what you're saying
3: actually number one should have, they should have been restoring peace and security should be number one and mm-hmm. it should begin with uh, dealing with the porous borders there should be adequate and strategic deployment of the updf the asked to and whatever forces that are supposed to be there including the police to deal with the criminal side mm-hmm. including the <coughs> justice law and other sector because then these people need to be taken to court and and charged in court and then, once you deal with that, then you need to look at the complementary and supplementary livelihoods. Because then we are not going to allow the Karmojong to just live on livestock alone. Mm. Alternatives should be looked at. The minerals are there, but these people, are, these, these people don't benefit from the minerals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, R- Richard Omongwe, who oh, yeah. represents the TESO and more. Yes. Ah, uh, so what's the situation and what's your beef with all these troubles? All these,
4: uh, yeah, Oscar, you see the, uh, the Honorable MP, my uncle, we call them uncles, hey. he, he, uh-huh. is uh, trying to play around the situation as a, a local conflict within Karamoja and probably just an issue of uh, commercialized criminality, as uh, Honorable Semuji is trying to put it, and so forth. But you see, the problem is bigger than that. When they comes to Teso, it has actually halted the entire livelihood of that area. It is big. These uncles of ours come to Teso with aim of shooting to kill. If anybody is seen on site, they shoot. They kill before they take the animal. They rape the women. They rape the children. Everybody, people are tortured. If you survive, so the problem is actually bigger than that. You know, initially. The relationship between Teso and Karamoja was more of a cultural one, like uh, he had put it. It was uh, something where they would come in to raid a few cows to go and marry and so forth. But the dimension that that has taken, and I have been uh, in the court over these issues for the last 22 years, there was an incident in, in 2001 where government armed a group of Karamojongs led by Angela. It was called a, the anti-stock safety unit, I And he was given new guns, uniform. He was told to collect the militia. He went with that militia to Ngariam.
3: Actually, they were and, to, they were vigilantes. Yes.
4: And raided a camp of internally displaced people. Killed so many people, old men, women, and children, and took over 700 cows that were in the camp. He went raiding the entire Katakwe and Ngariam. And this was somebody on a government payroll. It has taken government up to now. We have an award in court of one hundred and twenty billion, and government is not willing to compensate those people. That's people were killed Honorable right. the that case and so on. And we have been in court for compensation. Karamoja actually offloads its problems to Teso whenever they so. And this is done with the help of the government, unfortunately. It is clearly, in 1987 to 89, I was a little boy in Ngoora High School and so forth, these cattle raids used to take place. For the first time, the Karamojoong man could travel 200 kilometers to almost Lake yoga, raid the entire Teso sub-region. And then the UPDF or NRA at that time would come with the helicopter, gunships, The commanders, we knew all of them by name and so forth, Collect the cows at the district headquarters. Then 20,000 cows, 30,000, and you see the whole place is flooded. Then they would say, no, 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 we are not giving you back the cows during the day. Come back tomorrow. So the cows will be driven from Mukumi to Ngora at night. In the morning, the cows are not in Ngora. Then you'd hear the whole night there used to be a a ametrax known as ifa. If you remember said, yeah. the ifas would be that hissing sound the whole night
2: running with transporting the cows,
4: transporting. So the issue of the criminality and development of UPDF and theft of the cows in Tesla is not starting now. They are actually just re-energizing themselves with that process and so forth. And for us in Tesla, it has crippled the entire Tesla. We are just trying to recover. We thought maybe the economy would pick up again. We had these court cases. The president, uh, I personally had an interaction with the president in 2015 on this issue and so forth. He, he, his argument was that uh, the priority to, for Teso to recover would to do the roads and take electricity. I told him that time that that was not the priority. He got annoyed. He said, the I, are you saying I am wrong with my priorities in Tesla? I said, no, that is not the issue. But if this electricity was going to Teso, and these people had the cows, to generate something cool, milk, and so forth, then it would have a meaning. He then said, Okay, we shall put that in the budget. And he promised to call me. I'm still waiting for a call up to today. <laughs> uh, is, is it all that? Um, we went to court. We see, have been are, in the court. If you are questioning his priority, <laughs> I highly doubt he <laughs> will be called again. <laughs> <to get. laughs> so basically, we have been in court. I we've decided that we need to go back to court on this issue because it is the only weapon we have in tesla the the Karamojo equation question is not limited
1: to Karamoja. So so when you go back to court, what what do you want to go and say? What do you want to sue for?
4: We want compensation. We we oh. we are we are going to court fresh. not only because we, we yeah fresh, not only because we think we'll get immediate compensation. We also want these things for posterity. Mm. Let it be there. They will probably new another government tomorrow that will say okay, the economy of Tesla was crippled because of ABCD. Let's see how to re. Readdress it and, and, and reactivate it and so forth. So, the question right at the moment is not as Honorable is putting it, it is a big criminal commercialized activity which is going on in Teso, and Teso is suffering the biggest part. Like he says, Karamoja now the cows have finished and they think they should come to Teso, but they don't simply not, not pick they, the cows.
3: Not they think. These people have that tendency that once they don't have where to get their cows, then they need they to go, go to an the experience..
4: village. Yeah. So yeah. the people in Tesla are back in camps. In, Tano, in Okunguru, in Kapilibyo, people are actually in the camps again. They don't have what to eat. For the last two months, this, this uh, recent or intensified in March, early March. they have not even delivered food. If you see uh, clips from the video, they have taken uh, people in two camps, they have not given them any food, not even. I was seeing a, a woman cooking some wild, wild, wild plant just to, the leaves to drink, not even accompanied with any mm. starch or anything, just with any camp. There are no blankets. There is nothing to eat. There is nowhere to sleep. An old man in Kap who, who tried to go back, he got tired and say, I am in this camp. I have my cassava in the garden. Let me go and get at least some cassava. It's not been seen up to today. This issue we have tried to raise with the local leaders in TESO. Unfortunately, TESO at the moment is largely sympathetic to NRM, and that is creating a problem. The leadership is struggling for political positions and probably ignoring the direct Did did you say unfortunately or fortunately? It is unfortunate. Because uh, to, to tell you honestly that the people of TESO do not believe that the NRM government means well for TESO. I will say that without any contradiction. Mm. The TESO has lost everything under NRM. It has continued. There has not been a deliberate action to revive bo- the bo- economy. Both,
1: are, both people in TESO, yeah, TESO are listening, and the NRM is listening
4: yes. to you. Mm. Yes, and they uh, you know that position, I, and I have discussed it up to the president on that issue. You know, they, they, There is no deliberate action now to try and revive the economy of TESO. Mm. What should be
1: done?
4: There should be an affirmative action. You've taken our cows, you've taken everything, give back the economy. TESO used to have milk collection centers better than Ancoli. TESO had a canary of beef. TESO was producing cotton. TESO was was a a food basket for this country. It cannot produce even food now for itself. And this Mm. all has happened under the NRM leadership. So it is unfortunate that the people of TESO will now think that, NRM is the magic one for the economic development or for whatever. That's why I'm saying it's unfortunate. And the people of Tesla are, are angry. They think this is deliberate to keep them down economically. It is the, the UPDF is there. Um, in, a, in one of the districts, uh, Abim, there was a recovery. honorable. I don't know whether you're aware of it. The local, there was a recovery of some cows. And I'm told the, the, the local leaders there simply went to the UPDF one new local leader had a 12 million. He gave the UPDF commander 12 million. He was given 500 cows. 12 million for 500 no, cows you no, no. grow to sell. <laughs> Somebody there, there's, also,
3: just for information, yeah. actually, maybe what council needs to know is that within Karamoja alone, they are victims of rustling. Yes, uh, because not everybody actually is a the rustler, mm. they are those criminals. For him, he has actually, left the topic. Karamoja else, now is talking yeah. about. Within Government Karamoja, there are people mm-hmm. who have lost livestock, including us, including us leaders who don't go to raid. Mm. Number two, there are districts that in Karamoja that are like Teso and Acholi. Where I come from, Karenga district, Anabim, and the Ik community in the Kabong district, and plus the Akadam. The they don't raid. But they are victims. They are also raided. Just like the rape. Yes, Honourable. Uh, uh, there, there, there is that now, question. Yeah, yeah, let's finish there is question.
4: that question, which is, to me is the whole question of governance. Unfortunately, that is the problem we fear to talk about in this country. There's a question of governance, whether you want to bring it from the top down or from down. Because if really UPDF, that is provided with probably uh, a budget of about four to five trillions, the mm-hmm. MPs now, uh, and so forth, cannot detect criminals walking from Kenya, entering Uganda, and raiding, and going back hundreds of kilometers with the cows. What is the intelligence? What is the local authority doing? What is UPDF doing? <laughs> they should all be sacked, the, the people in intelligence. A Karamojong cattle Rasola walks probably 100, 200 kilometers to Tesla and is moving with thousands of cows. And then you cannot detect, and you say there is, the situation is under control. The governance of this country, people need to talk about it. That is a purely uh, an issue of poor governance of the country, which needs to be sorted out. I may not necessarily talk about it at the uh, presidential mm. level, but that is where it begins.
1: R- Richard Romongoli, let's let's stop for a break. I don't know if I can Did find you a bottle of water just know, to. Ca-
0: no, to it's, it it's time
1: for a break. <laughs> and, and if I can <laughs> find him a, a bottle of water
0: <laughs> to come. <laughs> him down. The Capital Gang on ninety-one point
1: three Capital FM. Welcome back from the break. Uh, we've listened to views from Karamoja and uh, Teso, quite worrying. Honorable Semuju, you, you, you've been talking about Ukraine, and yet perhaps you needed to be talking about uh, Karamoja and, and, and Teso. What have you learned today, <laughs> you see, and the, what can we do?
0: The insecurity in Karamoja and the neighborhood is always very emotional. I remember Honorable Akweru Jen Adong, at that time, I think representing Chitugum. So, that time, Karamoja had even reached Chitugum, the, the, the Rasoras. And she cried in Parliament. No, Actually,
3: in, in, in 1987, it's not about they came out to Amolata. Yeah,
0: in in, 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 in Lango. In Lango. So, she cried. So when someone is so emotional, you sometimes you don't, don't even know whether you, you don't even who care. is far away from the problem, you want to speak.
1: Oh, you saw Richard
0: here. Yeah. The I man, I, I have seen the president extremely excited about the restoration of peace in northern Uganda and in Teso and Karamoja. But this is how things can can deteriorate, including could stability over the country itself. The moment you don't get the pillars right, I,
4: people asking for <clears throat> I, have, I have seen. Tesla people are asking for guns. I have seen, and I if saw a cheru. Maybe they look for them like Karamoja I saw honorable
0: Echeru, cheru, faithful NRM person, now questioning how can they say there is stability and things are uh, total control and was very emotional. I, I, I really want uh, to understand. That's
3: why Oscar needs to understand my being here, not on the seat of Fonopondo. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> I, 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 I have still, to continuously remind you, that chair is a <laughs> <the> government chair. <laughs> yeah.
0: I still want to understand whether the UPDF has the capacity. Because you see, the, the war in northern Uganda, that question was always posed. Today, with the UPDF in Congo, in Somalia, I don't want to believe that their capacity has been stretched. Because why would they withdraw an army in an area prone to this sort of problem? Because the army that we have, you see a lot of the army in Kampala, uh, walking every day, every police station has military people. Uh,
3: maybe, because, um, maybe because Mujo and Bobby Wine are always around Kampala. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the
0: police can deal with the politics. Yeah. I, I don't know whether the priorities changed because the president being so happy about the uh, restoration of peace in Karamoja and now you can drive anywhere, I don't know who went to sleep. Because the the military itself needs to be supervised all the time. You had, uh, I think, a brigade here who was put on trial for selling guns to Al-Shabaab. In areas of operation... These things happen. They used to sell uh, fuel in Kasese when they are fighting ADF, and then they reported that there is no fuel. <laughs> By the time, they were, they, were, they were collecting fuel and keeping it in the mountains. But the one that has gone in the mountain, the following day, it is back so, in the yeah. market, and then they are reporting that fuel is finished. So you need a lot of, of supervision. They, they, they the military people who are in operation, it's the same problem that we had in northern Uganda. A battalion of 700 soldiers reached 300 the surprise continued coming for 700 yet uh, the numbers had reduced to 300 ah, and yeah. the commanders were eating all the money um maybe supervision supervision of the people in Karamuja, but withdraw is is, is, is is what i don't understand because for me i think uh, the creation of the is it the fifth division My understanding was that that division was meant to be there uh, all the time in the eastern Uganda to deal with these problems.
3: That that division. That division. That division division actually is partly in the the northeast in Nagago and Paday.
0: So, because if you have a whole division almost dedicated to keeping security there, so where did the division go? Where is the the brigade that you're talking about?
3: The division, that division stretches from Kidepo to The bridge,
0: yeah, but it but a division looking about nearly uh, between 7,000 and, and 1, two uh,
3: conventionally three brigades, yes. But the president the other time announced that they should be added to five. Now, the problem is there are no boots on the ground, like you said, it, it happened in the north. Actually, a battalion right now in Karamoja is just about 200 soldiers, wow. <laughs> just about 200, yeah. But the, the, I asked that question to <coughs> the other day, I was with him in the NBS. He said, honestly, that
0: one is true. Yeah. You, you see, the trouble in the past, and I'm talking about the north, where they had 300 soldiers, they were taking money for 700. 700. So the commanders became extremely rich. Maybe that is happening. As you complain against and about the stealing and selling of cows, maybe they're also stealing the budget that we give them. Because they have a budget, as he said, of $5 trillion. 3 trillion shilling classified expenditure. Maybe the reason they keep the numbers uh, small and then reporting the numbers to parliament high is to make sure that that money is made available and the president is, is himself mm-hmm. of a culprit
1: because this is the money he uses to rent support. Let me get Honorable Katontu into the discussion as well.
2: Uh, on Thursday this week, parliament had the opportunity to discuss uh, a motion brought by the Member of Parliament for Capella I saw something different from the earlier discussion or conversation we've been having about this subject of uh, katorasoling. From 2002, when the first debate happened, there was a lot of animosity between the most especially and the Karamajong, it was bad. Yeah. And all the discussions that have been going on, uh, it, it has been a quarrel. You know, our people are people are people. What I saw different this time is need- Karamajong and and Tesos and are and and speaking the same language actually sponsoring the motion together yeah, and sponsoring no, the actually, same motion together we, it has never happened we, and we really start, I must together actually yeah, the Greater North I must congratulate you we need to yeah. I, I really must congratulate you because one I think this is the way forward when when all the leaders put their head together and they are not really quarreling and they are not really uh, pointing we, we, fingers we've achieved at it on with yes.
1: Koryong and and okay. He's
2: calling me his uncle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Then they say the uncle, uncle yeah. comes and he, uh, takes does the bad re, thing. Reps the niece. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I think that is a milestone that the leaders are now speaking the same language. Because the truth is, they're all victims. They're all victims. There is a characteristic within Karamoja, what we would call intra there is a cattle rustling inter sub region. Karamoja and Teso yes, Karamoja and and Choli and Choli and Sebe. Sebei,
3: Bugisu.
2: Uh, yes, and Bugisu. Then there is also wrestling which is also in, in international. International, international international because now the Turukana are coming to the Uganda and so on. So you know it's, it's a regional problem. Now You need to ask yourselves, one, at some point, that the the Karamoja sub-region had 80,000 guns illegally. After the disarmament, I think government managed to collect 60,000. But looks like they have armed themselves again. The issue is where have these other guns now come from? All over, and some of them are brand new. Eh? We also
3: have guns from Nakasungola.
2: yes. And, and the bullets. bullets
4: are from Nakasongola. No, actually, so, in, so in, in my... I I don't know how you so get. See, uh, you Oscar. are
0: misleading the public. Nakasongola is a UPDF factory.
3: Yes.
0: So when you say Nakasongola, people think maybe you are you are buying from ordinary people. Oh.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now uh, what I wanted to actually bring is uh, to chip in, is that uh, these ammunitions are actually sold by the UPDF. Because, uh, not
1: by the future, but by errant soldiers, okay, uh. that is
3: how in their language, mm.
4: but it appears now that the entire UPDF is He's doing it. No, no, there was no. a, wife can't say to commander,
3: a wife <laughs> to a commander selling uh,
1: that is uh, a wife of a commander. That's one person and,
3: uh, mm. on a border border. A border, the border border asks, What is that making, noise? and he decides to. Then the lady said, No, I have bullets here, I'm going to sell. So, this
1: to sell bullets,
3: yes, this young man finds it proper that he must take this woman and over to the quarter guard, because then if he's got, he'll also become An accomplice. a business and accomplice. Mm. So he drives to the quarter guard and tells the of the there, this woman is carrying bullets to go and sell. They apprehended the woman, and the case was reported, the RDC of my district knew. The following day when he called us and we followed, she was sitting in the sitting room having breakfast.
2: <laughs> so, so 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 and now 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 look at this story. Because you see, you've got the Karamajong, whom you said you no, know, hand over the guns because you know that disarmament was both carrot and stick.
0: Yeah.
2: First of all I say please hand in, we shall find something for you to do. Secondly, those who resisted, they are forced. And really it was also quite brutal when they were this. those they used the force yeah, to they to disarm their human rights abuse then the Karamajongo were assured that actually when you hand over we shall protect you now they are vulnerable they are being attacked so what do you expect them to do they must now look for guns somehow so uh, if you must diagnose if you must find a prescription you have to diagnose the problem oscar and if you can't diagnose the problem then you are wasting time but the situation is so worse it is
4: that was shared by Owana yesterday yes i he did on 29th of april 1989 went mm. to Teso and they the problem and which he said it was bad governance and therefore was going i don't know whether 33 years yes, and, uh, and <laughs> another
3: clip of uh, similar nature was done in karamoja yes yeah where he went to karamoja he spoke the
2: same thing so the problem doesn't seem to be the diagnosis but but until you (laughs) diagnose the problem you cannot get the prescription correct and then oscar you have another big problem today the turukana from kenya you know that this is an election year their priorities are different people are looking for votes don't imagine they'll be using for example forceful means to stop the turukana from doing what they are doing because to them they want votes. so much as you you need a local prescription here we, we, you we, also I need
1: Joakim giving us that information yes
2: you need Lastery a regional prescription mm. of the problem it's it's, it's it's a very very complicated thing, and you know this is life and death. Yeah. Let me give you an example yesterday there was this uh news that one of the leaders local leaders vice, a vice, vice chairperson of city was uh, shot dead, but he was Leading a raid, I was talking to a Karamajong colleague of mine, a friend, and uh, she told me that uh, this young man, I think uh, six months ago, they came and raided everything. Is it two or three? No, it's over a year ago. A year ago, the the one who was shot? Yes, the the one you are talking about. Yes, he
3: lost all his livestock.
2: Yes, but has been looking at government government to, to recover, recover the cows, yes and the last the last meeting official meeting they held he told them and that the minister for karamoja was there that look here you people have done my best you've refused to return my cows or to gun return my cows so if i'm survive i'm just going to use my gun and see how the people
4: of Tesla also look for guns and say close to the that, west, that, or go somewhere and look that for, is those hours are taken. If that argument uh, he used his were taken and he comes to Tesla and raids to replenish his
2: his stock, where are the people of Tesla going to that, go? that is the risk government runs? Yeah. That at some point yeah. the people of Tesla will say enough is enough. Yes, we shall also we shall also go look guns yeah. or whatever yeah. and also try to get where they are. Yes. So it becomes a real cycle. Not that we are just fine, but I'm telling you the, the, exactly the same point you're making. Yeah. Guys will get frustrated, and in that process, they'll be vulnerable to any criminal activity. Yeah. You'll, it will be a big, big problem. Yeah. And it is worse, for example, that now everybody, whether TESO or Karamoja, uh, opposition leaders of the NRM, like my brother here, are saying that the UPDF somehow knows about this thing, because now you create even a problem between the UPDF and the people themselves, yeah. because the UPDF now becomes part of the problem yeah. instead of being part of the solution. That is how a rebellion started in TESO in 1987. You see, and, and, and the exactly, government should that, take that, that seriously. Issue. UPDF is being looked at as part of the solution. Or but or once or 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 it or is or diagnosed as a part of the, the problem, problem yeah. then we will be in trouble.
3: We, we are the Karamoja Regional Council where all the nine district councils come and sit and discuss. And one of the councillors said government is not very much concerned about what is happening in Karamoja because they think it's a conflict within Karamoja and the neighbors. But they should remember that one day these guys might look for state power. And yeah, maybe
4: yeah, that's yeah, when you will get. Concerned. Maybe Tessa and karamoja might so agree that, and say, why are we fighting ourselves yeah. when there May, <laughs> no, <when, when> <laughs> is somebody? Maybe that's black man Maybe
2: that's black men because time, what we want. This
4: is the time for
1: me to remind Koyang that he's seated
2: <laughs> <sitting> in, uh, <laughs> you know, on a chair. chair. <laughs> so, uh, and he's from uh, NRF. That uh, is true. But I think it shows you. You know the problem. Oh, yeah, the, the problem is. is big, it is life and death for their people. So, so no, no, they are not ready you,
1: to take it. Uh, lightly. Can you start on a conclusion on this, because you can see, uh, Richard Omongoli is very passionate about this, uh, and we have three MPs in the studio here, including one from the NRM Party. So what next steps? What are the next steps?
2: Like, Like, like in most cases, in Uganda today, everything starts and ends at Plot one. Uganda yes so what we are what we have to to, 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 to require is to one Uganda to take appropriate action for example both uh, my colleagues from Teso and Karamoja are saying they need a change of command command and control at the local level mm. at uh, both uh, Karamoja and and Teso, because it, it it, yeah, nobody can believe, Oscar, that you have 400 cows moving mm. o- over, fi- over 50 I, I, kilometers. I, 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 and it is not detected. Yeah. We're in a situation where we have a, a, a village intelligence officer, parish, Diso, Diso, Diso. Mm-hmm. Giso, Diso, and even other operatives. Yeah, it's not possible. So, security should actually be aware that there is a herd of cattle moving at night. Mm. These guys don't move like, in the, you know, they move the cows in their hundreds, but even those who are raiding maybe also in their hundreds or, te- or in their tens, okay. armed. And sometimes they're also firing. Yeah. Uh, they, once you have gun fired, so the security should be able to pick mm. it and then you organize locally. Okay. But it looks like a, there is need for a UPDF reform mm. at local level. Conclusion? Mm. The
0: the war in northern Uganda, if you look at many reports, including those that are done by UPDF, part of the reason they were unable to finish the war or it stayed on for many years was because at one time it had also become an enterprise for senior UPDF commanders. And I remember I told you one time here it caused the uh, Major Sabit Mutengis, I was director of Recordist Problems, because he authored the report and he was saying, but we are sending many coffins to the north. How comes the salary uh, going there is not reducing? So the, I didn't know the extent um, of in Karamoja, the extent of it being turned into an enterprise. But an army, not supervised, can do many things. I've told you senior of commander was on trial in Uganda here for selling guns to Al-Shabaab. So you're in Somalia fighting Al-Shabaab, but you are the one also aiding them by guns. Because if you have, a, uh, as the Honorable reported, the wife of a senior commander selling bullets to Karamajong, and then the following day you go to fight them, even the fighting, I don't think you want to kill your client, because <laughs> who will buy the, 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 <laughs> the <laughs> ammunition? <laughs> So you fire. I, I, so you you will not want to to. Um, but now that a, a lot of noise has been made, mm. I think maybe the, the the president will now have to change uh, the commanders who are um, uh, executing. But also issues of human rights concerns that even if you go to Karamoja to disarm, please you don't go and and butcher people and massacre people like they did last time. But like. Uh, also some images saturating are uh, suggesting because the president, his son, the other day uh, there was a tweet attributed to him when he said hell is coming to you in Karamoja. Because last time it was here a very serious issue that and, you go to Karamoja and you and, kill. And it
1: seems that hell went there. Uh, uh, okay. Two he, more conclusions to come. Uh, uh, Honorable uh, Batum Ben Okriang, there's, I have here uh, Uria Frank Erua on Twitter, he says uh, uh, at I dispute that South Sudan has an open market for guns. What is, however, true is that cattle herding communities are illegally armed by some government officials, who in turn sell them to their peers in Uganda and Kenya.
0: What is the difference <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that it is no. not open market? That's okay. the difference.
3: I mean, a market is, when, when, is you in sell, a bedroom. when you sell something illegal open, openly, there is yeah. an open market, yeah. it's, le- it's not legitimate but it's open, you can walk in and get it. So, you shouldn't dispute that. Mm. Uh, maybe my parting shot mm. uh, one, the UPDF has capacity. To disarm and return peace and security to Karamoja. But there is lack of commitment and the will to disarm because somehow they've looked at it as, as an enterprise to enrich themselves. And that needs to be dealt with. Number two, where we are meeting His Excellency, the President, on uh, 22nd for the fourth time, actually, in Morocco again, as MPs and the district chairpersons, And the leaders of uh, Teso, Lango, Karamoja, Sebei, and Bugisu. Actually, it's a big meeting. And uh, we actually want to discuss and have uh, a common front that will deal with the issue of insecurity in the region once and for all. But, of course, one of the things that, uh, like, if you saw in the motion, the motion that was put on the floor, one of the prayers was a local defense unit forces that are recruited to manage the insecurity because the UPDF is not actually managing that. The last time we shared it with the president, he said, no, I am disarming and I can't again be giving you the guns. But it seems like that's the only plausible option that is left. And uh, as the UPDF and these local defense forces are doing this, then Karamoja needs a holistic approach to deal with the bigger issues and uh one of the prayers again was uh education the the problem right now is uh, about 80% of children in karmoja don't go to school and this is an avenue for recruitment into mm-hmm. world and uh government needs to look at coming up with uh, a policy to deal with that to disarm the okay. this boys hey. final by, sentence by, by making sure that invest in education compulsory and free education in primary school the UP we actually talk about and boast about is not working in Karamoja because still these schools charge fees. Do, do you miss the former minister? They say she,
1: brought, she had brought some order in Karamoja. Uh,
3: somehow. They somehow now have Nandutu. An somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so that needs to be about done. About the, the last well, time well, we then. made a calculation, <laughs> we, we said if government invested in compulsory free education in Karamoja for 10 years, that, that it would just pay. needs about 90 billion shillings.
1: To implement to it.
3: implement it. And uh. in 10 years, you don't have any more warriors recruited to do that. Then finally, the issue with, uh, with the UPDF is the, the manner, the strategy of operation is, that is, uh, is what is making them not work very well. You see, when you're dealing with the warriors and these criminals, you need a front line. OK. The UPDF, when you're dealing with a rebel, there's a, a, a front line. But these warriors, the front line would be protecting. The livestock in the crowds When they come looking for them, mm. then you manage them let's, there. Let's, let's the final it. one yes. about the leaders, yeah. about the lc3 actually the vice chairperson that was killed. Again, eh, like Honorable uh, uh, Katundu shared with my colleague, the issue is this gentleman lost his livestock, and there was failure to recover. That was the problem number one. Number two. And and was got him into criminality. Uh, and the last one. We're, now, we're, the we're, last one. We need to get out the of issue. Room. about governance, again, like uh, my colleague or counsel said, you see, there, there was a time parliament wanted to legislate to put a qualification for leadership at, at that level, LC3, but the president resisted that. And that could still be a question of leadership. Because mm. if it was me, it was LC3, even if I had lost livestock, then I wouldn't look at the option of going to rape. Mm. Yes, I would
4: just okay.
3: right. wait
2: and pray. Mm. Thank you. Well, it's not a matter of verification. Uh, Richard,
3: of yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. conclusion.
4: Yeah, uh, in conclusion, um, Oscar, there are four things I want to... First, we have definitely given a notice to government that we are taking you on in the courts, and not only in the high courts in Uganda. We are taking this matter also to the East African court so that we want at least to escalate the problem regional. And we are taking both the Ugandan and the Kenyan government to quote over that issue. Maybe the, the leaders in. A, when, when you say we? You uh, the people of TESO. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. The, the second issue is that. Um, in- include Karamoja yes, we leaders, yes, we are including. We are including So that maybe the East African Community Summit may discuss this as a little more serious issue for the international aspect of it and so forth. The other is, um, of course, we are also issuing a very serious warning to our leaders in TESO. I think they are not holding government with a. Uh, an iron fist arm. They need to... To You see, the people in Karamoja, when this issue happens, for them, they walk straight. They, they
1: straight have met the president. They are yeah, going they to meet for the president. fourth
4: time. But the TESO leadership has not yet met the president. They have not even demanded. We have a vice president. We have a speaker of parliament. We have so many ministers. They should be walking to state house and say, Your Excellency, either you come to TESO and address this issue here, or if you don't, then our people will have issues. And we are giving them a warning because... The only way we shall call them to account is in the next election. Some of us will escalate this issue within the community and say, you didn't represent us Mm. properly. The third issue is, and I think... I was going to
1: say, and finally...
4: Yes, Mm. the government also needs to take the people of TESO seriously. I think it has taken TESO for granted for long. It should look at the issue comprehensively, including conversation, Mm. reactivating the economy of TESO, and address the concerns whenever they are brought up and so
1: forth. I have a message here I mean, from Professor Kabweje. says the problem is the problem is Karamojong culture where cattle stealing is not a sin. The leaders, uh, MPs, religious leaders must lead mindset change, culture change, guns army can't change a culture, and which is much of what you gentlemen are. Like saying. But it's like the
4: duty of government to stop criminality.
1: Yes. Um... <laughs> And then uh, last this week, uh, my good of a week, I was at the passports office and uh, they have been announcing passports will phase out on 4th April. That is uh, over 10 days ago. And Ugandans should know that you cannot be allowed to use the old passport. Only those Ugandans returning home will be allowed to use them. Apply online, pay and schedule an appointment. Then go to the passport office uh, for biometric capture.
2: So thank you so much, Honorable oh, yeah. Semuju. Go off, really. You, you you need to congratulate that Department of Migration. Mm. Really, they have really improved. And uh, yeah. it's no longer like it used to be many years yeah. ago. Uh, they, they, yeah, yes, new management, is, I think. They, they uh, are striving. They, yeah. they are really, really doing, a great, a, really doing a great job. They are really doing a great job, migration.
1: Commissioner, the director. I, I, I had a, a chat with all of them, and they analyse, they published their challenges, and they're tackling them best they can. And they were queues, who oh, they are very long, so... I can't imagine yeah. if there were queues for, for many years ago yes, like that. And, uh, it would have been a chaos. Some organized, yes.
2: They are really organised. So,
1: thank you so much, uh, counsel, the advocate, Richard Omonga, just a quick one. Have yeah. these people appointed you, or you are a Lone Ranger?
4: No, they have been appointed. I have signatures of about 4,000 people already. Okay. And thank you so much,
1: Honorable Katontu. Thank you so much, Honorable Batom Ben-Dodoth, MP Dodoth-West. Actually, that spells your name B-A-T-O-O-M. That's why I say Batom. It's Batom. Yes, B-A-T-O-M. Okay. Batom. Batom, yes. Uh, Thank you, Star Cafe. Uh, both Abdu and uh, Semuju did not touch anything, but the rest of us have tried, but they, we have been very weak. I am Oscar Semu, I'm yeah. and, and I
2: shall see you next week. Want to go to heaven?